Hey guys, it's Matt with the Sunday edition of the Boston Cast. I'm coming to you on Sunday, January 1st, 2006. Alright guys, let's start this episode off with a bang. What a year 2005 was, also known as 2K5. Um, it was a great year for sports, great year besides sports, great year everywhere. Um, it was just a, it was just a year when many things happened, many championships, titles given out. So I did a whole show on that 15 minutes yesterday. Uh, it will be on the air, so check that out. It will be episode number. 36, I think. I think this is episode number 37 of the Boston cast. So, episode number 36 is a year in review. So, um, you know what? It was a great year. 2K5 is out, and in comes January 1st, 2006. That is today's date. So, I have news from last week since I did not do the Wednesday podcast. So, I'm going to cover news from all of last week. Alright, guys. Let's start off with some... Oh, first of all, I don't have any Red Sox news. Something's happening there, so uh, let's start off with some Patriots news. Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. Their previous game was versus the Jets on the 26th, the day after Christmas. They won by a score of 31-21. to It was great. That was their fourth win in a row, dating back to when they beat the Jets on the 4th of December. That was just absolutely... A great game. I've got a recap for you here. The Patriots dominated this one from the start while not playing to the level it did last week against Tampa Bay. The Jets could not even convert a first down until around four minutes left in the third quarter. While the totals on the scoreboard were no surprise, the game did take its toll on the Patriots with Teddy Bruschi leaving the game in the second quarter and not returning. Word of the game was a left leg injury, but no further details were available. Tom Brady was efficient in if unspectacular with hits 18 of 29 passing for 185 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. He did go over the 4,000-yard passing for the season, only the second time in history a Patriots quarterback accomplished that feat, the uh, first being Drew Bledsoe in 94. Corey Dillon was a workhorse while he was in the game, carrying 26 times for 77 yards and two touchdowns. Patriots defense held the Jets quarterback, Brooke Bollinger, to a paltry 100 yards on 11 of 19 passing. He was also sacked four times. After holding New York to three plays on its first possession, New England sliced through the Jets' defense like warm butter to take a 7 to nothing lead. The drive started out with seven straight runs before Brady hit Deion Brands for 20 yards to the Jets' 21. The scoring play was a one-yard pass to Mike Vrabel, playing tight end. The other nuisance of the series was Tom Ashworth lining up with both fullback and tight end for some of the plays. In all, the drive went 13 plays and 67 yards. It didn't take long, though, for the Patriots' offense to get back on the field. On the very next play from scrimmage, Bollinger threw down the middle to uh, Doug Jolly, where Asante Samuel easily stepped in front and grabbed the interception. On the return, however, Samuel fumbled the ball and was recovered by the Jets' Cedric Houston. New England challenged the fumble ruling. Um... Contending Samuel's knee was not 
was down before the ball came loose. The replay held up the Patriots' argument, and it was overturned. All that did, though, was set up a tie law, tie law to show up his old mates. After a three-yard run by Dillon, Lara turned to the turnover favored by picking off Brady and going 74 yards for six points. Brady was looking at David Givens all the right sideline, but Ty Law was all over the play. And the pick seemed to energize the Jets' defense as it held New England to two consecutive three-and-out series. Meanwhile, Teddy Bruschi had to be helped off the field with a leg injury suffered during one of New England's punts and was declared out of action for the rest of the night. Samuel and Bethel Johnson already were on the sideline with injuries of their own, and suddenly a game that should have been formality to the postseason was becoming one that might might say was getting a little bit closer. So it was a good game, though. I mean, I got some notes for you. Uh, Nick Kaiser returned to action at left tackle. Brandon Gorin played the right tackle spot. Uh, that was with... Uh, the Jets and Patriots inactives were Ross Tucker, Billy Yates, Daniel Graham, Dan Klecko, Marquis Hill, Tur- Tully Banta Kane, sorry, Matt Cassell, and the Jets inactives were Harry Williams Jr., Terry Butler, Oliver Celestin, Dwayne Robertson, Isaac Snell, Sean Ellis, Jamar Enzoff, Killif- Killingsburg. Sorry if I pronounced that name wrong, but, um, it was a it was a tough game. I think, I mean, they they held in there and they and they got the win. I mean, it's just it was just, it was a good win. But don't get me wrong. I mean, when they got those injuries, it really 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 got to their to them. And then they started scoring some points. I mean, the score was thirty one to twenty one though. They only had three touchdowns and it was it was a good game. Um. So why don't we look at the their next game? which does close out the 2005 regular season, is versus Miami. The Patriots will close out the regular season when the Miami Dolphins visit Foxborough on New Year's Day. That's today. Uh, Miami looks to pose a potent challenge for the Patriots as they gear up for the playoffs. The Dolphins have won five straight games, running up the longest current winning streak in the AFC. The game will be broadcasted locally on WBZ Channel 4 and can be heard on WBCN 104.1 FM. Uh, why don't we look at a game preview for today's game, and I'll tell you when the game is in one second. Yes, here we go. The game is the New England Patriots 10-5 and versus the Miami Dolphins 8-7 and in Foxborough. Sunday, January 1st, 2006, today, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. 1 p.m. Eastern Time. All right. So today's game does look like a good one, saying that they um, did, in fact, have... The five straight wins the Dolphins have. The Patriots have four straight wins, so I don't know what to say. I mean, it looks like a good, I think it just looks like an all-around good matchup. So, let's look at some playoff possibilities for the Patriots. New England Patriots, 2005 AFC champions. Thank you very much. Uh, Patriots have clinched the 2005 AFC East title and have won three straight division championships for the first time in team history. New England will host a playoff game during the weekend of January 7th through 8th if the Patriots defeat the Dolphins on Sunday and the Cincinnati Bengals lose on the road to Kansas City Chiefs. New England will claim the third send, the third seed in the AFC playoffs and will host the AFC's sixth seed in the first round, either Pittsburgh or Kansas City, in, this, in that scenario. Both the Patriots and the Bengals would both finish 11-5, and 
where the Patriots would claim the higher seed based on a better conference record, 8-4 and four to 7-5. and five. If the Patriots lose to the Dolphins or the Bengals beat the Chiefs, then New England will be seeded fourth in the AFC playoffs and will host the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have clinched the fifth seed. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, serious history, I mean... New England Patriots and Miami Dolphins will meet for the 81st time in their history in their 40 year, 40th year as division foes. Patriots have won five of the last six matchups between the teams, including the last four games in Foxborough. Patriots defeated the Dolphins in Miami on November 13, 2005, with a late touchdown to overcome a one-point de- deficit and claim a 23-16 victory. The New England trails in the overall series, though, 46-34, including the postseason with a victory. New England would sweep the season series with the Dolphins for the first time since 2003 and for just the sixth time since the teams began squaring off in 1966. The last time Miami visited Gillette Stadium was on October 10, 2004, a game in which the Patriots set the all-time pro football record with their 19th consecutive victory. The Patriots are 8-2 and in their last 10 home games against Miami, dating back to the 1996 season. Um, New England has won 15 of its last 16 divisional games and owns the best record among AFC teams in division series since the beginning of 2001 season. They're 25 and 6. The New York Jets and Miami Dolphins rank second with 14 and 17 record. Buffalo has a 10 and 21 record in their last 28 divisional games. The Patriots are 24 and 4. I mean, late season success. The Patriots have not lost a game played after Christmas Day since 1999 season when they dropped a 13-10 to decision in overtime to Buffalo on the 26th of December 1999. Since then, they are 16-0 and in games played later than December 25th, including 9-0 and in the playoffs. That's when their dynasty, quote-unquote, streak started. Streak started. And uh, since 2001, the Patriots are 31-4. and That's a .886 win percentage in game played after Thanksgiving Day. Um... I don't want to stay on that too much longer. I mean, the Patriots, it looks like a good game. I, if I had to choose a team to win, I'd choose the Patriots, obviously, because they're my favorite team. But also, I mean, look at the stats. Patriots, Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins aren't the team they used to be. But, hey, I'd still watch it because Dolphins, hey, they won five straight. So, I think it'll be a good matchup. Last game of the season. Again, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today. All right, let's move on to some Celtics news. Yes, Celtics news. All right, their previous game, the Celtics did in fact beat the Clippers 111 to 92. Celtics routed the Clippers to close out 2K5. Uh, Celtics used a huge second quarter surge to propel them to an easy 111 to 92 victory over the Clippers on Saturday. Boston quieted the home crowd by outscoring Los Angeles by 17 points close to close out the first half. Six of the Celtics scored in double figures, led by Ricky Davis' 20 points and Paul Pierce's 19. I don't want to stay on this too much longer, but I mean, it was a, it was a good game. I have to say, it was a very good game. I watched, watched it, and Celtics Nation is proud because the Celtics just needed that win. They really needed that win, and their next game is Monday, January 2nd, tomorrow at 9 p.m. This is in Denver facing the Nuggets. And this looks like a great game as well, so hopefully some stuff to keep you busy during... Your last day of vacation. I mean, I know tomorrow's the last day of vacation. It flew by. Thank you for listening, guys, though. So, don't worry. The show's not over. I'm not going to forget Bruins news. But, uh, let's look at Bruins news, then. The Bruins beat the Lightning 2-1. to one. Yes! Nice! 
Uh, Patrice Bergeron scored his first career shorthanded goal and broke a 1-1 tie with 11.49 remaining to help lift the Bruins over the Tampa Bay Lightning Friday night. Henu Twevin made 31 saves, and Wayne Premier scored the other goal for the Boston Bruins in their win. The Bruins have now won three of their last five games. Murray made a great play to get the puck out of our zone, and it was just me against the goalie, said Bergeron after his goal. Their next game is a tough one. I mean, it's it's a tough one. I don't know if they can salvage a win here, but uh, their next game is on the 2nd of January at 1 p.m., Back home, back home in TD Bank North uh, Stadium, but still pose the Philadelphia Flyers as their opponent, and I think they still pose a great, great challenge. 1 p.m., you can see it on NESN. Again, 2nd of January, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, Philadelphia Flyers are their opponents. The Grooms have played 38 games so far. They're 14 and 18. Yeah, with six overtimes, so... The last 10 games are 4-5-1. and one. Not bad, but I'd like to see them higher in their division. Again, guys, I'm going to put a new mini poll on the site. I need just a, one more idea. You guys have gotten some new ideas, but I, I don't feel them. No, you know what I mean. A great idea is the guys that email me your feedback with your ideas for the mini poll, but let's get a really, really good poll up there, especially after the holiday season. So, again, keep your feedback in the bostoncastyahoo.com. But anyway... It was a great game to beat the Lightning. Despite a three-goal output in the first period, the Boston Bruins lost to the Florida Panthers on Wednesday night, 6-4. to four. But um, on Tuesday night, the Bruins won in dramatic fashion, beating the Washington Capitals 4-3. to three. So last week, I didn't cover the stuff, but they really did a good job. So again, their next game is on the 2nd of January tomorrow versus the Philadelphia Flyers at home, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. NESN is where you can find it. <coughs> All right, guys, that pretty much wraps it up for today's show. It was a quick one compared to some other shows, but <coughs> I just want to reiterate some stuff and talk at the end of the show to you guys. Please keep your feedback in, thebossofcastyahoo.com, and I want to read some more feedback on the show, so email me. Email me whatever you've got, and I'll read it on the show. Even if you don't want to read it on the show, just email me. All right, and bang the boards. I'm going to start doing bang the boards uh, stuff. So I'm going to start reading forum posts on the show. So bang the boards at www.tbcforum.blogspot.com and visit our awesome website www.thebostoncastfansite.blogspot.com Oh man, I almost forgot. I've got a forum post for you guys. Um, It was by quote-unquote Scotty2Hottie was his name, so that's what he put his name as on the forum. He says, he says that I should cover some BU news on the show, so I said, so I replied to that post on the forum, and um, I think that's a great idea, so I'm going to do some BU news right right now, so I completely forgot, sorry about that, so the show is not over. Um, Boston University news, I will that will be covered on the show from now on, all, all their news, it's going to be a big thing, so... Watch out for that. This is going to be really cool. So, a men's ice hockey team at BU tops Merrimack four to two. Let's look at a some. Let's look at some uh, recap of that game. A mid-senior co-captain David Van Der Gullicks 
return after he was sidelined for the first half of the season with an injury. The number 20 Boston University men's ice hockey team posted a 4-2 come-from-behind victory over Hockey East foe Merrimack College. The Terriers got back to the 500 level with the win, 7-2, 5-5-1, H-E, while the Warriors fell to 4-11-2 overall and 1-7-2 in their league. Putting up 48 shots on the net compared to 14 by the Warriors, the Terriers found themselves down by a goal on two occasions before bounding back in the final stanza with two unanswered goals, followed by an empty netter to seal the second semester opening victory. But, you know what? I think it was a great win, though, actually. That was a a good win, because to get that in, that moves them up to 500, which is really, really good. All right, so let's not stay on that for too long. The Terriers really did a great, 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 great job. So, and the BU Terriers just did a great job. All right. So, men's basketball, they raced past UC University 80 to 69. So, Santa Clara, California senior forward Kevin Gardner scored 15 of his 19 points in the second half to lead the Boston Bruins. That's Boston University men's basketball team to an 80 to 69 victory over UC Riverside Thursday night in the consolation game of the Cable Car Classic. The Terriers improved to a 5-7 and seven on the season and rebounded impressively after a 63-57 loss to Bucknell in the tournament's opening round on Wednesday. The Highlanders fell to 0-10. Not a great team, but if you can get a win, that's fine. Salvage a win anywhere you can. All right, so let's move on with BU news. Women's basketball, again, I, all, I won't always cover all of this on the show, but I'll get as much in as I can because BU is a big segment because they're Bunch of teams there. So, women's basketball uh, post a 53 to 41 victory over Yale at Cavalier Classic. Find a strong defensive effort and a game best 17 points. The junior Katie Marinhard, the Boston University women's basketball team, closed out the 2005 portion of its schedule with a 53 to 41 victory over Yale in the consolation game of the Marriott Cavalier Classic. The game also marked the non-conference finale for the Terriers, who now stand at seven and four on the year. Great game there. Great game, really, in all of BU. Yesterday was a good day. Good day. So, lots and lots of wins. Anyway, their next coming up games, Monday the 2nd. Here's a little calendar for you. All events times are in Eastern time. So, Monday the 2nd, tomorrow, men's basketball is at Holy Cross, 7 p.m. Thursday, 5th of December, men's basketball is at UMBC, 7 p.m. All of this stuff is at 7 p.m. Friday the 6th. Of January 2006, men's ice hockey versus Providence, 7 p.m. <coughs> and women's ice hockey versus New Hampshire, 2 p.m. And that will be on Saturday the 7th. Oh, and finally on Wednesday the 11th, women's basketball is at Hartford. Tough game there, so watch out for that. That is at 7 p.m. as well. All right, hope you enjoyed the BU news. Tell me what you think. Bang the board, tbcforum.blogspot.com. Check out our website, www.thebostoncastfansite.blogspot.com. And guys, if you're just going to thebostoncast.blogspot.com, which is our MP3 site, try getting a news aggregator. I've got tons of lists on the Boston Cast fan site, so you can click on one of those and download them. There's a little list I put on there. And if you need to insert my feed, which is http colon forward slash forward slash F-E-E-D-S dot F-E-E-D 
B-U-R-N-E-R dot C-O-M forward slash the Boston cast zero five. All right. Good enough. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed it. It got pretty lengthy with the BU news, but tell me what you think. Bang the boards. Email me at thebostoncast.com. Check out our website. All right, guys. Bye. Oh, again, next show, Wednesday. All right. See you. Bye.